You're listening to Unhooked. On today's episode, we're looking at the question of why some people seem to naturally drift away from porn while others become more addicted over time. So if you've ever wondered why it seems like some people just effortlessly drift away from porn, they're not watching it, and they don't seem to be putting in much effort to break free, while others really struggle, you know, and really put, have to put in a lot of effort. So today we're going to be looking at that question of what are the accelerators and inhibitors of porn addiction? So stay tuned. One, two, three, four. Hi, I'm Jeremy Lipkowitz, and with over 12 years of meditation experience as a mindfulness trainer and coach for high performers, I've become obsessed with helping people break free from compulsive, unhealthy behaviors and addictions and step into a life of true freedom so that they can finally become their best selves and cultivate deeper and lasting fulfillment. I've created Unhooked, the Breaking Porn Addiction Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to master your mind and optimize your life. This is Unhooked. So hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Unhooked Podcast. Here we are on another beautiful day in Bali. And my time in Bali is actually starting to come to an end. You know, I have just about two weeks left here before I head back to Amsterdam for the summer. And it is a a little bit bittersweet. You know, I've really enjoyed my time here in Bali and also excited, you know, excited to go back to Amsterdam to see friends and family and, you know, just get back into my swing of things there, do a little more rock climbing than I've been able to do out here. But it will be a change, you know, something I'm I'm looking forward to and also feel bittersweet about. Um, but what I want to talk about today is this question that is something that has always intrigued me, which is, why is it that some people seem to just naturally not have an issue with porn? You know, you talk to some people and they say, yeah, they looked at it a few times when they were younger, when they were a kid, but they kind of just stopped watching and it wasn't really a big thing for them. And I've always been fascinated by this, you know, particularly because my own situation was so different. I was so entranced, so hooked by this substance and this behavior that it just felt interesting to me how some people could interact with it and not get hooked. And so today we're going to be looking at this question of what are the factors that cause some people to naturally drift away and what are the factors that cause some people to become more attached to porn. And this research, you know, the the factors we're going to be looking at come from one of my favorite books on the topic. This is a book called The Porn Trap by Wendy and Larry Maltz. And they are clinical social workers in the field of porn addiction. And, you know, if you're looking for a great book on porn addiction, definitely check that book out. It's something I highly recommend to all the clients that I work with to check that book out. Um, So definitely look at at that book. But we're going to be diving into what they describe as the eight factors that contribute to a person either drifting away from or accelerating their interest in porn. So there are four accelerating factors and four inhibiting factors. The four accelerating factors, these are factors that heat up or expand your interest in porn. 
things that make you more likely to develop an attachment or a relationship with porn. While the inhibiting factors, these are factors that cool off or diminish your passion for porn. You know, so over time, they inhibit building a relationship with it. They inhibit that attachment that many of us have to porn. Now, at any time, there are both inhibiting and accelerating factors influencing us. So it's not like we will just have, you know, accelerating factors and no inhibiting factors or vice versa. At any time, we're going to have a mix of these factors. And so the reason that I want to talk about this today is that it's so helpful to look at your own life and just discover which of these factors are present for you. You know, which, what are the accelerators that are actually still in your life, the things that are increasing your attachment and your relationship with porn? And what about the inhibiting factors? You know, which of these might not be in your life that you can turn up a little bit? You might be able to lean into those inhibiting factors as a way to more naturally drift away from porn. So we're going to start by looking at the accelerating factors. You know, the four accelerating factors, these are the things that increase our attachment or our relationship to porn. Now, the first accelerating factor is simply that we associate porn with pleasure. So it's natural to want to repeat something that feels good. You know, the more pleasure we get from something, the more we want to do it. Whatever it is that brings us pleasure, we can get accustomed to that without questioning the long-term consequences, particularly if the consequences that it has are subtle or hard to see or, or long-term. You know, if it's just pleasure in the moment, we can easily get addicted or attached to things that bring us pleasure. Now, looking at porn, you know, we don't need to really dive into uh, to this, but it's obvious porn is particularly pleasurable and particularly so for men, you know, it caters to our sexual interests, our needs for a few reasons. The first is simply that visual erotica is more stimulating for men than women. You know, just seeing a visual image can arouse us. We don't even need a storyline. We don't need to know the characters. Just seeing an image can arouse us. And they've actually done scientific studies to show that this is more true for men than women visual erotica is pleasing and pleasant and pleasurable to men. Another reason that porn is pleasurable is that we get to experience what we feel as sex without any risk of rejection. You know, when we log in and, and access porn, we get access to totally willing partners for any fantasy we could have. Whatever kink or fetish or thing that you're into, you can have that without any risk of rejection or criticism. So this is another reason why it's highly pleasurable. And then, you know, another reason that porn, particularly modern day porn is so pleasurable, is the hunt, you know, the thrill of seeking new material, searching for new videos, trying to find the treasure, you know, it, in many ways, it acts like a slot machine, where you never know what you're going to get. And you're on that hunt for the best video. You're on that hunt for jackpot. And there are a lot of similarities to slot machines in terms of, uh, you know, intermittent rewards. We don't always get what we want. And so these things can become highly addictive. But just that hunt for new material, that alone is very pleasurable. You know, it gets us into that flow state where time just flies by. 
Now, on top of the intrinsically pleasurable characteristics of porn itself, we also have the strong association of porn with orgasm. So we get a flood of dopamine and other feel-good hormones and chemicals when we orgasm. And whatever becomes associated with orgasm can be powerfully reinforced. So if porn is the primary way that we're getting to orgasm, of course we're going to be developing you know, a strong reinforcement, a strong relationship with that behavior. So that's the first accelerating factor is if we associate porn with pleasure, that is one thing that will accelerate our relationship with porn. The second accelerator is having a frequent and easy access to porn. And this is something that I talk about in my online course is the effect of your environment on habit formation and addiction. You know, I mentioned in the course how stimulus control is more important than self-control. And this is because the environment that you find yourself in has a huge effect on your habits and behaviors. So if you are, you know, constantly walking by bakeries and donut shops and cookie shops and all these things, you know, you're going to be more likely to be tempted by eating junk food. The same is true for porn. If you are constantly surrounding yourself with pornographic material and easy access to porn, it is going to be more likely that you're developing a relationship with it. Now, before the advent of the internet, getting access to porn was challenging, or at least took some effort. You had to go to a store to buy something or find your parents' stash or, you know, a, a friend. But now getting access is as simple as pulling out your smartphone and typing in a few words. You know, essentially, it's a trivial process. And this is something else that I talk about, what is known as the three A's of porn addiction. It's accessible, it's affordable, and it's anonymous. So there's so many factors contributing to this factor, how uh, easy it is to access porn. So this is, again, similar to how the desire to eat candy is increased by seeing it at the checkout counter. It's why grocery stores put candy at the checkout counter. The more exposure you have, the more desire that you have. This is, again, the second accelerating factor, having frequent and easy access to porn. And just think, you know, in your childhood, was it something that you could, that you had more access to? Was it really challenging to access? As you grew older, did you get more access? And this is one of the things to reflect on. The third accelerating factor is using porn to medicate distress. Now, when anything is used as a coping mechanism to deal with problems in life, whether they're sexual problems, emotional problems, financial problems, it often leads to people developing a deeper relationship with that behavior. And because of the strong high that porn gives, because of how effectively it can make you numb out or disappear or just you know, turn off, it can feel like a cure-all for any problem you might be experiencing. Whether you're experiencing loneliness, anger, frustration, boredom, stress, porn can feel like an easy way to just turn off or tune out and just give you a few minutes of relief from the pain of being alive. And whenever porn is used to treat these unpleasant emotions and self-medicate, it's common for the user's relationship with porn to deepen. You know, we become more emotionally attached to that thing that is giving us relief from pain. 
and this is really true for any addiction, whatever substance or behavior we use to numb our pain has the potential to become an addiction. So it can be junk food, it can be shopping, it can be gambling, video games, uh, you know, work success, exercise. There, anything can become an addiction if we use it to numb our pain. You know, some of these are healthier than others. Having, you know, an exercise addiction, uh, you know, there's a, a thin line there. Maybe it's not a thin line. Like for the most part, exercising is great, but it can be taken too far. And again, it's just looking at are we using it to numb our pain or escape our pain? And so this is one of the things that we can look at about whether or not it's deepening our relationship to, to porn. So particularly when we start to depend on porn, rather than having healthy emotional coping strategies, things like self-compassion or talking to a friend or going to therapy or exercising, you know, for many men, not having emotion management techniques leads them to deal with emotions in unhealthy ways. Alcohol, porn, video games, etc. So that is number three. The third accelerating factor is when we use porn to medicate distress. Now the fourth factor is when we have difficulty being intimate in relationships, this is also an accelerating factor. So for anyone who has difficulty being intimate, in a real-life relationship, or maybe who has trouble finding a partner, porn can offer an attractive sexual outlet. You know, it can be that way that we get our needs met uh, if we're having trouble finding a partner or being intimate in a relationship. Now, porn can give that feeling of intimacy without the complexities of a real relationship. So there's no other feelings you have to take into account. There's no potential criticism or rejection. Uh, you know, sex becomes instantly safe. There's no fear of not performing well or orgasming too quickly or that your fantasies might be rejected. With porn, you can have the sex you want when you want without hesitation. So there's no sexual uh, needs to take into account other than, than your own. And so this is one of the reasons that when you're having difficulty being intimate, porn becomes more attractive. We can deepen that relationship with porn when we're having trouble being intimate in a real relationship. So those are four of the accelerating factors, you know, the things that increase our passion for porn, increase our interest in porn, associating porn with pleasure, having frequent and easy access to porn, using porn to medicate distress, emotional distress, physical distress, and having difficulty being intimate in relationships. So I want you to take a moment and just reflect on your own life and ask yourself whether any of these factors resonate with you. Now, for those people who naturally drift away, people who, you know, they, they had experiences with porn and they just kind of naturally effortlessly drifted away, we can look at what are known as the four inhibiting factors. These are the things that cool off our passion for porn. So the first inhibiting factor is personally disliking porn. And this is when we have negative feelings or visceral dislike of what we're seeing in porn. And maybe when you watch porn, there's some feeling that what you're watching is, is fake or gross or not realistic. 
Or it can also be a moral objection, a philosophical argument against what you're watching. So feeling that that it's unethical, that it's not right, that it's uh, harmful in some way. Now, this tends to be more true for women than men. Often women talk about experiences with porn, particularly when they're younger, watching it and just feeling this disgust. Uh, but this is also present in men. And many of those men who naturally drift away just have that visceral dislike, that negative feeling of this is gross or this is this is not right or there's something wrong with this thing that I'm watching. And again, it's, you know, there's such a thin line here. Shame is something we've talked about so many times on this podcast, in the course, with my coaching clients. There's a thin line between sexual shame, you know, having shame for being a sexual person, and also the shame that comes when you're watching something that you know is out of alignment with your values, when you're not in alignment with your integrity. And it's good to look at that because we don't want to add on to our shame, just our sexual shame. And it's good to look for yourself. When you're watching porn, is the shame simply because you are a sexual being or are you feeling some healthy shame because what you're watching is not ethical? You know, because it's not in alignment with how you want to be as a man, how you want to show up for your partners, how you want to be in the world. And this is so important because there is both unhealthy shame and healthy shame. Healthy shame is that feeling like, hey, I know that what I'm doing is not right. I know that this thing I'm engaged in is not good. And that's actually healthy. We need to tap into that. But we don't want to tap into, I'm a bad person for being sexual. That's the unhealthy shame. So that is, you know, that the first inhibiting factor is just this personal dislike of porn, this negative feeling, feeling that it's gross or fake or not realistic. That's the first inhibiting factor. The second inhibiting factor is having limited contact with porn. So the more difficult something is to access, the less likely you are to become addicted to it or to have a relationship with it. You know, if you were on a desert island, a deserted island, with no porn, obviously you wouldn't get addicted, right? You know, similarly, if that island had one access to porn, let's say there was access to Pornhub, but it was on the top of this mountain, and every time you wanted to access it, you had to climb all the way up to the top of the mountain, and let's say that mountain was lined with pit vipers. You know, if it's more difficult to access, you wouldn't be as likely to develop a relationship with it. So the harder something is to access, the less contact you have with something, the less likely you are to develop a relationship with it. Now, of course, these days, as I talked about earlier, it's so easy to get access to it on your phone or anywhere. Um, but there are other ways that we might have limited contact. So it might mean that, you know, our environment just isn't conducive to accessing it. Maybe you live with friends who are so often spending time together and you just don't have as much privacy as you need to be accessing porn. Or maybe you just don't have the kind of Wi-Fi connection that would enable it. So whatever it is, the more limited your contact with porn, the more naturally you drift away, effortlessly. You know, if it's just not there, you're not as likely to develop a relationship with it. The third inhibiting factor is feeling sexually secure or satisfied. So again, this is something I will repeat again and again and again because it is so important. 
we are sexual beings. You know, we need intimacy. We, we need intimacy for healthy, you know, living a healthy life, a thriving life involves our sexuality. And if you are feeling sexually frustrated or unsatisfied, it's obvious why porn becomes more attractive. But on the flip side, if you are feeling emotionally and sexually satisfied, you know, if you are getting your needs met sexually and emotionally, porn just isn't as necessary. And the findings show that as people become more sexually satisfied and more sexually secure, they need porn less. Similarly, you know, feeling like porn is an inferior version of sex is a component factor that uh, common to people who drift away. So, you know, when you compare the sex that you're getting from porn to real life intimacy and connection, you realize it's just not what you want. So comparing the depth of joy that you can experience with real intimacy and comparing that to the cheap thrill of porn pleasure can help you move away. Now, finally, the fourth inhibiting factor is wanting to experience emotional intimacy. You know, the desire to be in a close, meaningful sexual relationship can be a strong inhibitor to using porn. For many men, this shows up as knowing that it's hard to experience emotional intimacy with a partner when you're keeping up a relationship with porn, or knowing that honesty is central to real intimacy means that it's harder to keep a, a, a relationship healthy if you're hiding a porn habit. If you're hiding and lying and keeping secrets, it's hard to have that real intimacy. Now, in many ways, porn is the opposite of intimacy. In porn, it is a one-way connection. You know, there's no vulnerability. There's no being seen. You're not connected to anything. It's just a one-way street. And so connecting with this wanting to experience emotional intimacy, you know, real connection is another of the inhibiting factors for people who naturally drift away from porn. Now, the thing to keep in mind here is that the stronger the inhibiting factor, the more likely you will move away and stay away from having a relationship with porn. So as a recap, these four inhibiting factors, personally disliking porn, having limited contact with porn, feeling sexually secure and satisfied, and wanting to experience deep emotional intimacy. At any time, we will have a mix of all eight factors present to some degree in our life. And I love this quote from, from The Porn Trap. They say, every day we are either moving further into porn or away from it. You know, it's never static. We're either feeling more emotionally satisfied or you know, or less. You're either experiencing more pleasure from porn or more dislike from porn. So why is this important? Well, recognizing what accelerates and what inhibits your relationship to porn can help you be more mindful of what forces are acting on in your life. You know, there's more awareness. When you recognize, oh, I have so much access to porn, I'm giving myself 24-7 access, and this is, you know, a source of acceleration. Maybe I should be, you know, leaning into this and limiting my access, limiting the places where I can access porn. You might also notice, maybe I'm not feeling emotionally fulfilled or sexually fulfilled. You know, maybe your relationships aren't as thriving as you want them to be. So that can be something to lean into. 
So using this knowledge, there are a few things that stand out for what you can actually do, you know, what levers you can push. The first is to see if you can limit your access to porn, doing whatever you need to do just to make it harder to get access to. You can remove instances of contact with it, you know, knowing what your danger zones are. If you find that you're always looking at it in your office with closed doors, you know, maybe finding ways to keep your office door open. If you know that it's always at night on your phone, in bed, maybe leaving your phone in the living room or in the kitchen. So that's the first one is limiting your access and the ease of access to it. The second one that really stands out to me is around that emotion management. You know, when we use porn as a way to manage our emotional distress, that's when we can get more addicted to it. So developing some good, healthy emotion management techniques, things like mindfulness and self-compassion, or therapy, or talking with a friend, or doing some journaling, you know, or you know, even just getting better sleep and exercising more often. These are also healthy emotion management techniques. So what this boils down to is don't let porn be your only self-medicating technique. When you are having a moment of stress or overwhelm, if the only thing that you know how to go to is going to porn or something else that you're just numbing out, you know, that's not a good sign. You need some healthy emotion management techniques. The third thing about what you can actually do is making an effort to be sexually secure and satisfied. You know, again, recognize you are a sexual being and it is a part of our human needs to be loved and have intimacy. So if you're single, what this looks like is making an effort to get outside your comfort zone, to, you know, interact with people that you're attracted with and actually get that real life connection, that real intimacy. So you might go to a singles event. You might, you know, put yourself out there and go to some meetups and talk to someone. Uh, you might hire a, a dating coach, someone who helps you put yourself out there. But finding ways to be emotionally and sexually satisfied is so important. And if you're in a relationship, looking into practices for deepening intimacy and connection with your partner. You know, these might look like different tantric techniques or things to spice up your relationship. But just recognizing that real sexual satisfaction, again, is a need. If you're feeling unsatisfied sexually, it's obvious that porn becomes an attractive outlet for you. So those are the three tips I have for what to do. You know, how can you lean into this knowledge to help you move away, to drift away naturally from porn? So that is it for today. I hope you found this topic useful you know, looking at the four accelerators and the four inhibitors of porn addiction. I would love, as always, if you want to support this podcast, the best way to do it for now is to leave a review. Or you can just, you know, go and connect with me on any of the other platforms. On Instagram, I'm at Jeremy Lipkowitz. Uh, you can go check out the links in my show notes. And if you need help, if you need support, to check in about my one-on-one -on -one coaching support. This is something that I, I offer for people, you know, a free discovery call if you're interested in coaching. We'll hop on a call and you'll actually get the experience of being coached by me. So if it's something that you are ready to make a change, you're ready to invest in your growth to, to finally break free from this habit that has been holding you back, then now is the time. 
So go ahead and check out the links in my show notes, get in touch with me, and we'll set up a time for a discovery call. And that is it for today. Signing off from Bali. Much love to you all, and I'll see you on the next episode.